Oh, it's all we do. <laughs> What's everybody up to? You're listening to the only podcast in the world, episode three. That's right, all you people that said, you can't do it, Nick. You can't read. You'll never put three podcasts together. <laughs> so now we're at, that's episode zero, plus one, plus two, equals episode three. three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our math actually works this week. I thought this episode was going to be episode 2S. 2S. Hmm. Why does it always have to <laughs> relate to technology? Um, let's well, that talk is what about our podcast is about this for a second, though. Can we just talk about where is? Well, never mind. I was going to say where is episode two, but by the time they hear this, episode two will it be will up, hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. We so, were, if you l- haven't heard episode two, just make sure to go back and listen to it because yeah. it's going live. As we make this right now. Right. And then we're not... When are we putting this up? Like tomorrow, the next day, whatever? Um, it, the thing is, like, we get together... Last last um, time we did this, I think we had probably like three hours of t- time because we did two hours of setup plus one hour of podcasting. And then we had that times four because there was four people. And once you've spent this much time frustrated with why the podcast isn't working, no one wants to sit through the whole podcast again and edit it. Um, so we just kind of – we came together tonight and we weren't necessarily going to podcast. But we listened to the last one and were yeah. so funny we're and like really so funny. clever that it just sort of made sense. We didn't want you all to miss out on how entertaining we are. And so, without further ado, we, uh, what is it we do this, do this time-honored tradition? What is it? Perform this time-honored tradition? We time this honored tradition. We honor honor this time-honored tradition. This time, we're doing a tradition. (laughs) This time, we're traditionally honoring this honorship. Um, So, yeah, tonight we raise our glasses to this time-honored tradition um, and this is uh, out of respect for all the weeping willows that never weeped. Ladies and gentlemen, we drink to to willows. To time to honor and to tradition. And whipping her hair back and forth. Here, here. <laughs> so a lot of you can probably tell that we we really do write that stuff out. We 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 plan ahead. Um, we knew that Willow yeah. Smith was going to be in the news this week for you know. Yeah, let us know if uh, you find our reading convincing. Um, <laughs> it must seem to many of you like we're just ad-libbing all of this. Or but improvisational comedy, which, of course, is very do, hard to get to. We because we're not comedic in the least. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Where are we? Where are we, guys? What's new? You know, we have lots of good things coming up this week. And unfortunately, since... Um, we had technical difficulties, and quite frankly, we're just a little too lazy to get episode two out to you in time. That um, we haven't gotten any feedback from it from you guys. So. Yeah, thanks a lot, you jerks. <laughs> <laughs> a little more interaction would go a long way. Yeah, so I'm not sure why you haven't listened to it. Just do it. Just hurry up and do it. Except that guy, Kevin. He's rad. Yeah, Kev. Kev.net. Um yeah, but so uh, our challenge last week, which we might as well just do this first, is our challenge last week was to get you guys to participate in a sort of LinkedIn experiment where we're going to try and get 
I guess, were we trying to get real things, like real recommendations, or are we trying to blow it out of the water and just be goofy as hell? We were trying to get a... Uh, I guess it's not a real recommendation if it's for an absurd skill that we may or may not have, right? So it was to put an actual recommendation on there for something Full ridiculous. recommendations or endorsements? Just when someone says, oh, you're good at this thing that you have listed on. See, that's what... Not actually writing out a full... Endorsements. Endorsement, that's right? called endorsements, right? Okay. I want endorsements, but I'm not sure. Endorsements are, like, already sort of, like, pre... Like, programmed things, right? Like, someone couldn't endorse you yeah, for the goofiest stuff. They could. They could write whatever they like. I think like. you can add endorsements. Oh, okay. Then, for sure, let's do that. I want to have... I mean, I want to have, like, peanut butter or something that's, like... I want a noun as my top, like, endorsed thing. So people look at that and they're like, he's really good at journalism, feature writing, copy editing, but he's better at peanut butter. <laughs> he's actually the best at Nick Vargas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would, uh, that would pique a lot of people's curiosity. Like, if Nick could describe himself in one word, it would probably be Nick Vargas. Or with with no space, right? <laughs> underscore or <Yeah>. peanut butter. <laughs> also with an underscore <laughs> or Nick Vargas peanut. That's butter. peanut All underscore butter, butter. In case you didn't follow, <laughs> you can follow me at peanut underscore butter. Um, yeah, but okay. So what's new in the weeks that have transpired since episode one? Um. Well, at at one point that we talked about in episode two that you surely heard of already, uh, Dean actually tackled his first challenge that we gave him through the podcast and became a homeless Twitter beggar. I was well-dressed for a homeless Twitter beggar, but sure. A followerless Twitter beggar. I was homeless, but I was not wardrobeless. <laughs> I live in a wardrobe, actually. <laughs> I think what we kind of... Well, here's a big thing that happened this week that I think we all sort of have been hearing about is that clout perks are actually a thing that's right like i i always thought clout perks were like you would sign up for clout and you would get your perk and it'd be like you can have 25 percent off a cashmere sweater right, which at is something Gap. everyone gets but they want you to think you're the only one getting it right but dean what but it turns out uh american airlines is offering lounges free of charge at a number of airports to people with clout scores higher than 55 i believe which is I not very was, high is it but low? all yeah. of us all of us clearly qualified i mean i'm at a 67 so but not all of you qualified so we could only hang out with some of you <laughs> um but yeah it's actually a pretty impressive deal i went up and signed up for it online and it's it's a good perk it is kind of like a trial version perk you know you don't get full unlimited access to the lounges but what do you, what, what do you get what's the difference um you can only sit on the arm uh, arms of the you couches you can only sit in the back of the of the lounge no one wants to see you um <laughs> you can get drinks at their bar but only virgin drinks <laughs> <laughs> and they're all mimosas <laughs> so you can have orange juice <laughs> in the hall not freshly squeezed <laughs> For a dollar seventy-five, and you can't, you can't actually enter Which is the lounge. Twenty-five cents more than anyone else has to pay. They'll let you peek into the lounge. <laughs> That's what you get for having clout. Um, I actually did receive a pretty cool thing from Esquire that was like a man's cookbook. 
Um, and it's like a really a really nice book with like more manly meals and teaches you. What's an example of a manly meal? It's a manly meal. Um, things with meat. Okay. Lots of meat. That's a manly I like thing. Meat. Man meat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of man meat. Sure. That's what Esquire <laughs> sent you. I get it. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it was uh, a cool little gift. I definitely wasn't even expecting it. I kind of signed up for the quad perk, thinking it was for something else, and then I got something in the mail. Here we go, guys. Here I'm. I'm giving you the hand signal. What are you doing here, Questions Dean? Questions I was seeing were coming in. So okay, well, you know, we have a strict no laptop thing. So if you're not putting the podcast online, let's Follow shut the it script, down. All right. <laughs> Dang um, it! Back to the script. Even those words that we just said. Are written in the script. You probably <laughs> thought we were having a genuine little. Not an improv, guys. Nope. I know that's what you thought. Not off the script. Wow, we all took a sip of beer at the exact same time. That's, it got like a little awkward, a little so we're all like, uh, let's just take a sip of this soda. Um, I do have one thing to bring up that's kind of interesting. Actually, in the world of Twitter, there was a little bit of drama this week. Um, I don't know if anyone follows at Prodigal Sam by any chance. Oh, Sammy you Rose. love this. <laughs> This story so much. This guy's great. I, I love I love him because Twitter is just like destroying him right now. Okay, well go go back in time. You gotta set paint us a pretty picture before you crap on it. Okay, so Sammy Rhodes basically abstract art. Sammy Sammy Rhodes at Prodigal Sam um, has has been tweeting for about the last year or two, and very aggressively, kind of exponentially. He's been gaining followers, and he's at about 117,000 followers right now. And he is in South Carolina. He's like a youth pastor at the university there of South Carolina. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, So, I I mean, I would totally say, like, probably a really nice guy, but um, apparently the Twitter world is not being kind to him right now. They're not taken by Sammy Rhodes? They're not. Not at all. Um They've actually even started a Tumblr because he's been accused of basically just stealing other people's tweets that are really funny mm-hmm. and then pawning them off as his own or re resubmitting his same tweets. Like, he'll take a tweet that got a lot of retweets and then just tweet it again two months later and people won't remember it and they'll, like, retweet it a thousand times again. Or he'll change, like, one word in it to make it address someone else. So... It's a, it's against the internet rule book. It really is, yeah. So he's he's basically people are calling him out that he's stealing tweets and plagiarizing and he's the one that's kind of gotten all the glory for it. So I think as a challenge what we could even do this week is find some really funny tweets to steal. Oh, yeah. you can get the most retweets for a stolen, stolen tweet. tweet. Well, divided three by of us, the number of followers right. we have. I can the get three the most. of us can just steal the funniest tweets we can find and tweet them as our own and see how many retweets or followers we can get from it. Guys, I actually really like this idea because we can straight up say this week our challenge is to like steal people's tweets. <laughs> We're challenged. Like, we say it. We have it in writing. We avoid the Sammy Rhodes <laughs> yeah. catastrophe. But the benefit is <laughs> still there. Seriously. Th- but, you know. But I think basically This is a kind of funny thought it. experiment. Like, this is the, what I want, like, to do with these challenges is, like, like, I, like LinkedIn. Well, LinkedIn is actually this week. Yes. So we could do this week both, I guess. What do you say? What do we do? I mean, we can almost try out 
both things because the LinkedIn thing is really up to you guys, the listener. So we're hoping that this week after you listen to episode two, that you'll go back and blow up all of our LinkedIn profiles oh, right. and make them ridiculous. Well, so, yeah, it just sucks because we didn't like, we needed to activate that podcast as soon as we did it so we could do the LinkedIn thing for a week. But I, we'll see how this goes. We can come back to the LinkedIn thing. That's an easy money type situation, but tweet stealing as <laughs> tweet stealing as a challenge is the most genius thing <laughs> since cardboard signs. Yeah. I like this a lot too. So so here's an interesting thing that we can follow as well because the people on Twitter really really get up in arms if you steal a tweet like especially if you take it word for word like they'll they'll search <laughs> they'll search keywords for your tweet and will literally call you out mm. and get pissed at you. What if I misspell every word in the tweet so no Just one, one can trace it? Just <laughs> one is untraceable. Really? Well, yeah. if they search the whole phrase. Right. So misspell keywords. Okay, I'm going to do this. Oh, you know what would be funny, too, is I, uh, I I follow this guy named Mike Drucker, and he, I think, I'd love to have Mike Drucker on, but he's in New York right now, but I think he started his comedy writing career as doing stand-up and also just being extremely funny on Twitter, and now he writes for Jimmy Fallon, Wow! but he had, like, the tweet of the day during the election because he talked, he was live-tweeting the DNC. And he said, how amazing would it be Barack Obama had just walked off? He, he said, if Barack Obama turned around and said, oh yeah, one more thing, and unveiled the new iPad or something. <laughs> <laughs> but like, how funny would it be if I stole that tweet word for word today? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Everyone would just be so, like if Sammy Rhodes did that, they'd be like, what the hell? You totally just... <laughs> I mean, people, people are so up in arms about the Sammy Rhodes thing that they've literally gone back through tons of old <laughs> profiles, and they'll find a tweet of his from this year, and then go back and take a screenshot of someone that tweeted the exact same thing, like in 2010, and they made a Tumblr of the whole list comparing like how he's either stolen people's tweets or just tweeted the exact same thing over and over just to... To get more and more retweets out of that. Is he gaining followers out oh, of this yes. too? And do oh. people know that they're helping him out? No, no. Because I didn't know. he. Uh, okay, so Fletcher Dean and I are all on a... I are... Yeah, I are all on a... Um, I have to be careful around you because I taught you the rule. Um, we're all on a text message thing. So we text each other all through the week and... You said something about Prodigal Sam, and I was familiar with the Twitter account. I don't follow it. I'm not, like, super big on those sort of, like, really catchy yes, Twitter don't jokes. don't follow it because it's really annoying. Yeah, if you think about doing that, just follow someone else like Mike Drucker. Like us. Or, yeah, us. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, so uh, you told me about this, and you, I knew of the Twitter account because it gets retweeted so often. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know about the scandal. So I can tell you, like, I could see one more retweet from one of my friends and be like, this guy's worth following. Mm -hmm. And I would contribute to that without knowing that he was stealing these tweets. Which actually kind of, to me, brings up, like, a more important, like, question is, like, stealing tweets. Like... The the unwritten rule, or I mean, it's, yeah, it is unwritten. Like, don't do it. Nobody likes that. Mm-hmm. But at the same point, he has stolen his tweets, maybe all of the funny tweets. 
and he has 117,000 followers. I've been losing followers <laughs> for six months now. Um, I guess you just got to steal more tweets. I mean, what if I steal like one tweet a week? Just enough to get me some retweets, get me in the public eye. People know I'm more than cat gifts. I'm also Xbox jokes. You know, they'll know all about me just from that one, you know, Cracker Barrel joke. Is well, so, so I think he, I mean, I think he started really small. I, kind of the same situation we're in. Where he just at some point decided that he wanted to steal some tweets or rewrite them and kind of make them his own and change <laughs> words in them. But then all of a sudden he got big. Yeah. So no one cares if you're stealing tweets when you have 300 Twitter followers. So we're probably all going to get well, away I have, with it. Just well, fine. I have 2,000. Is that, is that too big? Okay, so Nick is way too big for this. He's definitely going to get called out. Dean and I could get away with it. Do you get stopped in the streets sometimes, Nick? Uh, hey, you're that guy with 2,000 Twitter followers. Well, you're okay. the cat gif guy. What? I would never be the cat gif guy. But here's the guy. cat gif guy. I met someone when I went to Apple that was like, what did you do? And I was like, I was the, the tech editor at IGN. And they're like, holy shit. <laughs> Nick Vargas. And I was like, wow. Like, this is literally someone. This wow. was someone at my orientation that was like, whoa. You're Nick Vargas. And I'd been at IGN for like seven months, but those people at IGN get stopped in the street. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, the world is small. Right. I don't... I, I only had that one time in my life where someone was like, oh, I know who you are. I watched your Wii U review. And they were like pretty <laughs> interested that like I was that guy. That happened once in my life. But if I went out with the IGN people, which I don't because they're all pretty clicky... And if you guys are listening, you guys are very clicky. Um, they will get stopped in bars. And I I went out uh, to a show with someone who worked at Polygon, which is another one of those websites. And three people came up to him wow. while we were just standing there. And were like, hey, uh, do you, are you a video game journalist? Oh, yeah, you're blank blankerson. It sounds like that would only happen in San Francisco wow. where people nerd out about tech stuff. Well, they weren't tech, though. They're games. I'm tech, and one person recognized me, but they're games, and I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's something about this, and this is really uh, the big experiment for us, is eventually when we make these videos, does that increase our following more than just, like, talking intimately to people that, like, care? And my guess is yes. Like, if we had a video that got a thousand views, I bet we would each get ten Twitter followers. Mm -hmm. Um. Well, because there's some people that don't necessarily want to waste their time with podcasts, but people will peruse YouTube all day. You're kind of reaching a, a separate demographic. Yeah, and I, I I should call out, like, we're not, like, being, well, at least for me, like, I, like I did the Twitter thing where I really tried to, like, increase my you know, readership on Twitter. And then I sort of got like disillusioned with it. I was like a little bit tired of that and I don't really care to do that. But since doing this podcast where what we're talking about is like effective techniques to increase your, like, you know, like your followers, like it's all sort of like a, like it's a challenge now. It's yeah. a challenge to increase our followers. So when I talk about like, Oh, well I bet we could get 10 more followers. I'm not being, like, super vain and stupid about it. I'm actually interested to see, like, what right. would work. So basically next week when I have 
well over 100,000 followers <laughs> and stealing other people's tweets. <laughs> um, then I will stop stealing tweets and I'll just tweet more about A&M and Cat Ghost and I'll probably yeah. lose like 90,000 of them. But that's fine. I, I'm fine like leveling out at 10,000. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what... Okay, so how long have you been on Twitter? Um, Probably a year and a half. Okay, I've been on f- for years. I've been at least four years, let's say. Um, Dean, you are pretty new. Yeah, I mean, I had an account forever ago, but I didn't really use it. I, I think I got a couple hundred tweets total at this point. So so like Dean said in episode one, if you also haven't listened to that, he has a nice, quiet Twitter feed, so he's good to follow. <laughs> That's why that he's was good to follow for <laughs> absolutely no content. That is what I have to offer this world. It's peace <laughs> and quiet for a change. Nick, what's your what's your approximate tweet count? It's not approximate. It's just over four thousand. Okay, I, I I have more tweets than you, and I haven't even been on it. And that's as long. Tweet so to like follower prolific. ratio is like pretty like that's pretty dumb. Like mm-hmm. if someone like Sam Rhodes, I can see recognize his username, know his jokes, and know he has a mustache. Just from you telling me about him, but I don't follow him, it really goes to show it doesn't matter, like, well, in some cases it does, but mostly it doesn't matter, like, how good you are at Twitter, but more, like, how visible you are. And I don't think Prodigal Sam is even good at Twitter. He makes really benign, like, jokes about hipsters and Starbucks, and it's... It's it's not so much where like on weird Twitter you have to be part of the inside joke to understand everything. It's like anyone can look at the stuff that he tweets and just associate with it or think it's yeah funny in some way. So I don't I don't think he's really creative or. Were you like the weird Twitter way. thing? So maybe what we should do is like steal tweets from like different like. Things like you go ahead and try yeah. and steal. What if we steal from... all of Sammy Rhodes' tweets? But they're not his. Although here's the thing: I've had so was... he steals them and we steal them from him. We gain followers. From no, we're stealing just, a. We're just setting some tweet. wrongs right. I think in that we'll case. steal it back. We're like Robin Hood. We right. get it back to oh, Robin Hood right. on Twitter. That's a good good way of thinking about yeah. it. We're really just giving it back to the people. Right. He didn't give it to the people. We're giving We're it, to give it to the people. We're plagiarizing the one that plagiarized. How do you yeah, like well, that, you plagiarist? Great art is stolen or whatever. Steal. <laughs> great art was stolen out of museums. <laughs> um, but like, it. okay, there's a weird, oh, I don't know, what do you say, weird tweet? <laughs> A tweet from Weird Twitter that got stolen in a sort of public way, um, where this guy said, like, please stop praying for my grandpa. He's getting too strong. He's broken out of the hospitals and the cops can't contain him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it was, like, the funniest thing. And, like, part of what makes Weird Twitter so funny is, like, the, the way that they, like, do typos and stuff all, like, contributes to this idea of this, like, character that is self contained in one tweet. Like, there are a few weird Twitter accounts that I follow that's always, like, the same person. It's mostly just a tweet. And, guys, if you if you guys are still unfamiliar with what weird Twitter is by now, we've probably talked about it for, like, 25 minutes. Like, <laughs> we need to sound off on this in, like, a public forum like Facebook or, you know, Twitter even. But, like, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's weird Twitter. Um... But that that tweet got stolen, basically. 
and it got called out. And the way that it was stolen, someone had just thought it was a joke. Like, I could have told that to you guys, and you guys would have maybe tweeted it mm-hmm. as my joke. But he spelled everything right. He had it, like, tighter and, like, more on point, And it was considerably less funny than the original tweet. So Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's something about the typos that really add to it. I follow some accounts that, like, part of their whole joke is specifically to misspell, like, almost every single word and like because of that they can use their comedy in a different way because they they can play on words that rhyme better but just using them as the same using them as the same word um just because you expect it to already be misspelled so you know the word that they're intending even if they misspell it or use a different word um i have i have a specific example of a tweet in my head but it's it's kind of hard to explain where the the word raisin and reason were switched out and basically he said (laughs) it was kind of like it was kind of like a a branch grows out of a ground the grape like grows on the end of the branch and then falls off and shrivels on the ground and everything happens for a raisin (laughs) but since everything is in it is misspelled you automatically in your head assume that that's supposed to mean reason and he can just like play tricks with the words because he misspells them all the time. Uh, I don't know. Weird Twitter. Check yeah, it out. I mean that's that's your thing. I follow maybe one or two weird tweeters, <laughs> and you probably follow none. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I guess in the order of this table, it's me, then Fletcher on my right, and then Dean on his right, and that is really the, the progression nude. of in the nude. Right? Yeah, just nude as hell. <laughs> Just hella nude. Uh, But that's also the spectrum of, like, how long we've been using this specific network. Um, Talk to me about how your progression has gone so far. Are you finding Twitter to be something you check frequently now that you're using it? Twitter I'm finding to be, like, a TV series that really takes a number of episodes before you find it interesting. And then after that, you're really into it. And I feel like I'm almost there. I... I didn't get it for the longest time, and I still am not sure I'm, like, completely on board with it. But I see how some people use it in just a really awesome way to, like, have this ability to connect with a whole bunch of people that they wouldn't otherwise be able to connect with. And I I value that. I think, like, it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of just participating with the rest of humanity to sound grandiose but like it's kind of like that's where we are this is what we're doing we're all having a big conversation together whereas facebook you got your circle even instagram it's kind of because there's not just this sort of uh ease of you know uh, your your tweet isn't as throw as throw away sorry your instagram (laughs) is is more permanent you know because you're building a portfolio of photographs. <laughs> it's not as perishable. Trashable. Throwable. <laughs> throwable. So, um, whereas Instagram is just this constant, like, stream of thought from just the largest audience, and you have, well, not Twitter. audience, but the largest, like, group of people around the world just well, all and participating. That's what, that's what Pascal said last week, which was last week for us, but, like, you know, Which two hours ago for, for you, you. <laughs> um, he said that Twitter was what he used as his dumping ground. Like, it's not it's not somewhere that he goes to leave a mark. Right. 
Um, but he also deleted his Facebook, so where he goes to, de- to leave a mark is on Tumblr. And that works if you have a following. Anything works if you have a following. If I could get 100 notes on Tumblr, maybe that would be my dominant like social network. But for me, like I can get 30 notes on... Well, you know, 30 likes on Instagram, 30 whatevers on Facebook, and then maybe maybe 30 retweets on, like, my best tweet of a month. I'd say pretty consistently anything I post on Instagram will get 40-some-odd likes. And then tweets, I feel like I'm lucky if I get one or two favorites or retweets. But my largest network by far is on Facebook. And, you know, some posts, I like to be a little more you know, controversial on there and I can get a hundred plus something comments and likes on, on something I post there. But Facebook is weird about limiting the amount of people that actually see your post. Well, they're less weird about it now. I mean, they've changed the algorithm enough that it is really like you post to who you want to post to and you can make acquaintances out of who you don't want to see. That's who you don't want to see. I'm, I'm curious how and when it's showing my post to people because because uh, you have to like pay for it to get it like to get it no, really in front of like your whole followers right and not, we're not going to do that unless a company that's when you would have to do that no I they I, like I mean you can I mean you can put can. something it's on Facebook and it asks you if you want to pay yeah seven bucks to promote it I've never seen that yeah, yeah. no it was kind of a bizarre bizarre move and I'm not sure if anyone because, actually well yeah because on purpose they like limit the number of people that it goes to their timeline it's like really specific yeah, about what I just, it does. I have posted some things that I really thought would be engaging to my friends, like something funny or relevant to a number of my friends and would just it seemed like I, it seemed like no one saw it and then I've posted some things that just were just small things and a lot of people saw them and I'm I know there's something called Edge Rank on Facebook, which is this algorithm of how they choose to show your posts on different people's feeds and yeah I'm, I'm pretty curious what they base that on I'm sure one of the things is like how long it's been since you last posted they don't want they don't want to just only show your posts if you're posting 10 times a day you know they don't want to flood people's feeds with that well uh, I also kind of I, I find it funny like sometimes the things that you are like ah this is this is like the lamest thing ever but whatever I'll post it and then it ends up like garnishing the most interaction yeah um you know, like a, a funny one that I know Dean posted the other day was just like, oh man, I really want to hold a baby out. And it literally like exploded. That blew up. And I was it kidding. Exploded. Uh, I posted, let me I tell don't want to hold a baby out. I would like to tell you something I posted uh, on Facebook and I thought was hilarious. Wait, time out. Whoever is making our drinking game, I think it's you, Loch Ness Monster. Listen for the sound. I think that should be a drink. <laughs> Every on. time you hear a can open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another one. So whoever is so that's like you have six. to open well, several beers now. It's four, because we all opened at the same time, right? So, yeah, sorry. Well, I had, uh, I posted on Facebook, and I'm going to go ahead and very vainly tell you that I thought this was very funny. Okay, um, good. Now you're going to know what you can expect from his Twitter feed once he finally figures <laughs> it out. If I post it all, because I do like to keep it quiet, but um, I posted that awkward moment when... You're busy chewing gum and the doctor unexpectedly puts her finger in your mouth, which actually happened to me. And I thought people would uh, find that pretty funny. And I think like two people 
I liked it with that. Uh, yeah, Nick did um, because I showed him on my phone, and uh, that <laughs> I liked it from your account. And basically, pressured him into it. It was basically Nick and my mom, and uh, she likes everything I post. So, you know, Story who knows how that works? I'm actually curious of the science of it. Um, Dean actually brings up an interesting question as to. I'd be interested to know how much my mom actually influences my cloud score because literally everything I post gets a like or Guys, a comment from, from my mom. This is the best idea ever <laughs> for a challenge. We need to friend each other's moms yes. <laughs> and point tally how many things we can post that get a like from each one of ours. <laughs> it's like laser tag, but the consequences oh are dire. Oh, man. <laughs> The Holy Grail is getting a recommendation on LinkedIn from one of each other's moms. Guys, we've digressed. Or a retweet. to mom. If I can get a retweet from Dean's mom, I retire from Twitter forever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, here's the thing I was going to talk about. When you said that, I am tired and done with, like, internet speak. Like, if it's something that would make Reddit front page... As far as like meme language, which that awkward moment is past that. It's like general internet language, but nobody would say that in real life the same way no one would say lol in real life. And if they did, you would question them. Mm -hmm. Do you do this? Sometimes. Okay, well, I would question you, but like, you're my friend already, so like, I get, like, I understand that you're some of my flaws. Uh huh. You see, Dean won't actually post on social media, but. He'll act out social media in real life. I only say sentences that are 140 characters or less. So this is happening. You said that on one of your your photos, and I I didn't think... Like, that's a pretty inoffensive one to me. So this is happening. But it's such, like, an internet. It's, like, right. mired in, like, mm. internet language. And I, I don't like that. But, like, I'm a language person. So, like, of course I wouldn't like something that, like... Yeah, yeah. Is repeated ad infinitum. Yeah, but, I can see that. I wonder at some point, like, I, I don't know, 20, 30 years from now, that that will be, like, included, not necessarily in, like, an English curriculum, like, that you took, but that it really has become a part of the you, English language. Yeah, no, yeah. you want to know what it's going to be? I'll tell you right now, Please. and mark my words, this is on the record, so, how do you say archivists? Archivist? Is it archivist? That sounds wrong. Archivist. Uh, Archivactists. Well, now that we've put that on the record. (laughs) (laughs) Now let me give you my professional English opinion. How do you pronounce this word that I'm determined to try and say? Um, I've read it many a time. Um, It's on the record that archivistists. I think it's a cluster of archivists. But it's called an archive, right? So, like, it is somebody who archives. Archivist. <laughs> okay. It's a flock of archivists, actually. Sorry. <laughs> archivi. Um, it's called a flock of archivi. What I was going to say is that our children are... <laughs> you guys want a second? Here we go. I'm pulling myself together. Okay, here we go. Um, anyway, Nick, you were talking about flocks of archivists. Our, our archivi. children right, at children. like seven and eight are going to make fun of us in the same way we made fun of our parents for saying stuff like groovy. They're going to be, like, running around, and they're going to, like, be, like, throwing, like, string cheese, which probably won't exist. They'll have this other thing, like, string vegetables or string carbohydrates. No, string protein. Yeah. That's what the string cheese is. Carbohydrates are on the way <laughs> So they'll have string cheese. Um, and they'll say, 
they'll like drop it in the grass and they'll be like that awkward moment when and they'll all laugh like we were like groovy like we were just teasing and they'll all be like lol lol yeah raffle yeah. and they'll Raffle. just think everything we did was so dumb and you know what the other thing they're gonna think is dumb is um people outside of san francisco probably won't really get this rec this uh reference but there is this thing where people here and it looks great let me just say right now i'm totally on board with this fashion statement but Mustard we pants. all have our pants they're all like fitted and then we roll them up so they're just a little too short <laughs> fletcher's doing it right now right a second <laughs> i i mean i do this exact same thing but the thing is that's so just fashion and so yeah. not like it's not style it's ju- it's definitely going to end at some point and, and everyone's going to be ridicule. like your pants would have been the right length fletcher you goddamn fool! Well, I actually get made fun of it all the time because I, I work with a lot of people that are much older than me. And when I go to work, I always have, you know, cuffed up pants and I never wear socks even with my dress shoes. And so they just think it's the weirdest thing and kind of call me out on it all the time. See, that's so and I'm like, funny. that's because I'm 25. Well, it's like, it's like we're fashionable. Don't you understand? We're fashionable. You guys, <laughs> like, we look so you good. You can't make fun of me. Why am I crying? <laughs> <laughs> These are not... Sticks and stones? These are fashion tears. <laughs> but seriously, like, it's funny because, uh, you know, I I think I, I'm, like, fashionable, but I limit my fashion because I just recognize that, like, things that I think are fashionable are going to be out in, like, one month and I'm going to be in Facebook photos where I have, you know, <laughs> wow. like... Maybe the... the... Vainest thing any of us have ever said. Time out. I'm looking at it broad spectrum. I'm looking at my life. Look, I'm wearing, right now I'm wearing normal fitted jeans. Nick, let's be honest. You look really good right now. What's my hair doing? I've been kind of messing with it. I've been, I got stressed out. I started messing with my hair. Let's just go back here a sec because all of our listeners know that we're actually sitting here in the nude. Right. So in you fact, Nick is not Nick. wearing fitted, regular fitted He pants. means the clothes he took off and put next to him. Would have been really fitted. And my pants that are also on the ground currently do have a cuff. So when I put them back on... That makes it look like you didn't show up naked. It makes it look like you stripped as soon as you... Wait, you walked here in clothes? That's against the agreement. What did I... What... what, I mean, did I come up the wiggle in the nude or what? I don't know. Do people know what the wiggle is? That sounds weird. Sometimes I like to wiggle nude. All right, well... Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a brief commercial break. <laughs> no, but really, we're going to. We need to get this thing back on track. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about other things. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> well, That message was brought to you by PBR. America's number one Paps Blue Ribbon beer drink. Aside from Rolling Rock. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we we had a quick discussion while we. Uh, so it's actually took a break, now. I guess. Yeah, we've we've been on commercial break for a day and a half, so we're back. <laughs> so the one thing we decided that we were all sort of confused and interested by was Vine. Yeah, and uh, Dean, this was inspired by a Ryan Gosling meme that kind of has taken off and sort of. Pushed Vine into the limelight of... Let's be uh, honest, though. What isn't inspired by Ryan Gosling? That's true. Ryan is the inspirer of Homeliness is a, not inspired by Ryan he's Gosling. He's a manly man. Okay, yeah. So this this week uh, kind of blew up. Ryan Gosling doesn't want to eat his cereal 
And uh, <laughs> somebody, I'm not sure I should ruin it for you. Okay, I'm going to. Somebody had taken vine clips of Ryan Gosling just on a just on whatever DVD he was busy acting through. <laughs> what the hell is that? It's well, not magic. Well, it so, was magical. He was somehow shrunk into a device <laughs> on a wall. So let's let's go back here. We, we we talked about several social media platforms here, and just to be clear. You know, not insulting any of the listeners, but just in case you don't know, Dean, what exactly is Vine? Why don't you explain? Yeah, that? so Vine, <laughs> I hate that I'm going to explain it this way, but it's the easiest way. <laughs> Vine is like Instagram for six second video clips. <laughs> <laughs> because it really is. But, um, you know, that's really what our generation has come to. Uh, I can't sit through a two minute YouTube video myself, but six seconds, I got six seconds. Um, and it's starting to become na- mainstream, especially after this week, uh, this page went viral where someone had vined a number of Ryan Gosling clips, but had added himself trying to feed Ryan Gosling a spoonful of cereal. Clearly a herself. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly an itself. Yeah, it could have been either. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, it could have been anyone. Could have um, been a dog. But he does so... Or she does so at times where uh, Ryan Gosling is making the sorts of faces to that would really imply that he does not want to eat the cereal, <laughs> and uh, it's pretty funny. And one of them, he's like covered in blood and is just uh, really not wanting to eat the cereal. But it does sort of make me wonder if um, you know this is the sort of thing, just a few big mainstream things online that involve Vine videos. Um, that could be the sort of kickstart that it needs to really take off the way Instagram did. I mean, I'm not sure well, if there's the same buyout potential, but... Uh, well, it's already been bought out. Oh, really? Totally. Yeah, Vine before, well, before it even it released. Got, yeah, before it even released, got bought by Twitter. Wow. So Vine is actually the video branch of Twitter. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> they just didn't rebrand it. <laughs> See, this is the kind of stuff we need to know. That's right. um, that is that is interesting, though. Um, it, obviously, we can never know, but given what happened with Instagram and then eventually Facebook bought it, did Vine have that same potential? Could it have gotten to that, mm-hmm. you know, sell eventually of a billion dollars or gotten the type of followership and interaction that Do you know Instagram what they got? sold for? I don't think it's I don't think it's out uh, there. It's not public knowledge because no. it all because it all happened yeah. before Vine. But what the I thing will... is, can I? Sorry, not yeah, to interrupt. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Instagram sold for a billion dollars because it brought the. Well, I mean, I, I I can't speak for like the people that made the decision, but it had its user base. Right. Like it already had won the photo sharing like wars. Right. Vine was bought before there were Vine competitors right it was bought and people were super in well no here's the question is could vine have done uh anything on its own uh would vine have been prevented from doing anything that it's doing now if it had stayed on its own for a while and try to grow a valuation because or well i mean would it have been as successful if it didn't have twitter saying here's our video application well that's my question is what did Twitter contribute to Vine, the the brand of Twitter, the the backing. Okay, 
the backing and all of the users already, even though they kept it as two separate brands, mm -hmm. you know, you had the whole backing of Twitter mm -hmm. saying, here's our new video app. Okay. And so everyone on Twitter thinks, oh, here's this Vine thing, it's why don't I check sort it of out? standard, yeah. Instead of Vine coming out by themselves yeah. being like, hey guys, look at me, look at me, I, we do video. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I've what had a Vine? number of people sign up for Twitter so that they could use Vine, which I thought was a bizarre sort of turn of events. Like, Yeah, this seems like kind of a backwards, backwards thing at yeah. this point that most people would probably have a Twitter handle. Yeah. I'm not that surprised um, there isn't a video network that is anything besides like YouTube. There's not a video network that is, you know, uber popular. Um, well, and, and YouTube is not even really of like a social interaction. It's here's this ridiculous video I made and tons of people watch it and share it. Right. But you don't really have the, yeah. And look, there are video sites out there that do just fine. You got Vimeo and daily motion, but it's a different type of thing. There, there aren't these uh, constraints that make the content, uh, that force the content really to get to the point and be interesting. I think that's kind of even uh, what Instagram managed to achieve was, hey, what's the most interesting thing that can be posted? It's probably a, a photo with a caption. Oh. On Facebook, those are usually the posts which I find most interesting. It's not a whole album of photos. It's not... Uh, text status it's a kind of like this is where I am and this is what I have to say about it and Instagram got right to the point on that and I think Vine does that with just a little more engagement um, with the six seconds of video well I think there's a uh, Vine seems a lot different to me than Instagram Instagram isn't necessarily used as much for humor as much as it is like hey look how great my life is <laughs> it's, a, it's almost like a, a platform to just brag about how cool the things you're doing are and that's what people end up liking like oh my gosh yeah you're at the beach and that's why we end up getting so many pictures of sunsets and food that people eat and, and airplane wings yeah when people are like look at me i'm traveling my life rocks <laughs> um but vine seems much more um the people are a lot more creative and a lot funnier on it like they they make funny videos not just necessarily a hey look at this great sunset i'm yeah. sitting in front of right now yep Yep, there's that incentive so to there's, make all there's quite staged a, there's clips. There's quite a lot of comedy in Vine, I think. Absolutely. Should we move on to user questions? I think it's time. All right, well, we've got a few this week. Um, we got one from George Loftus who wants to know, how did y'all meet? How did we meet? Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, on Twitter, actually, I believe Nick and I were were Twitter friends far before we were in real life friends. Did we, I mean, how did we, like, I'm not, like, the easy follow-back guy. Like, how did I, did we talk about Twitter? Was this just I destiny? Wooed, like, I wooed Nick in with my timeline. As he I was like, A&M, A&M, and I was like, gosh, I know that those are both letters, and I love ampersands. <laughs> <laughs> so following. Um, so, so Dean and I were actually in a group of friends that kind of got to know each other through another social app that's called GroupMe, yeah. which basically lets you mass text people without blowing up their text messages. Right. It's kind of like a, a chat room via app. Right. It lets you formally, formally establish a click and exclude formally. everyone that's uncool. 
Absolutely. So, so Dean and I were part of this <laughs> awesomely exclusive clique. That's how we got to know each other. It's and not then, a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's and probably not surprising at all. The clique actually clicked off into smaller cliques and outgroup me each other and now almost none of us hang out together uh, it kind of happened that every group me that formed ended up hating each other <laughs> i don't know i think that's kind of the power that that social app has so anyway check out group me if, if you haven't it's really useful it's fantastic you should try it um and i i believe kind of through that interaction of group me and meeting other people nick and i ended up meeting Probably at a party or some social thing that, that we're into because we do lots of those. And uh, ended up probably talking that one time at maybe about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Then, yeah, we met over uh, alcohol oh, we, and video games. We did. That was it. That was it. We were downstairs playing Assassin's Creed and you came down and oh, I hung out with us for that bit. time. Yeah. Because I was like, time. you know what's gross is girls. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there were video games and boys. <laughs> and that's and here we are sitting in the nude. So <laughs> <your podcast>. I <laughs> knew it was gonna come back to that. <laughs> oh man! Next question, quick. <laughs> um, Salvatore Aricos. Oh wait, no, I got another question. I think it's Aricos first. Okay, Arico. Okay, another question from George Loftus first. Uh, also, how the crap did you get an internship somewhere? My grades from junior college, from college junior year on, were aggressively average. How do I get people to take me seriously? Well, I can actually answer this question pretty well as a self-made man out of an internship. Um, <laughs> I'm a self-made hundred and air. <laughs> okay, give me the benefit of the doubt now. I'm at least a thousand air. Um, first of all, Loftus, the... F- I love you, and I know you very well um, via social networks. Uh, the first thing I think you need to know is that nobody cares about your GPA. You don't need to put that on yeah. your resume. You don't need to, like, get rid of it. Like, I got a, I had, like, a 3.0 in high school, and that's never come back to haunt me. And in college, it no one ever asked. I've never put it on my resume either. Um, I like a 4.2 because of my AP test. So. No, 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 no. We were talking about... We were okay. talking about your GPA, not your height. <laughs> <laughs> you short, sexy, naked man. Aren't they all? Um, no. So what I did to get an internship was I decided the like 20 companies that I really... It's okay, laugh. Dean's laughing, so go ahead. Take your second here. <laughs> okay, laugh, Carry Dean. Laugh, Ness Monster. Um... I decided 20 companies that I actually would want to internship for. Intern for, I guess. Um, I wrote them out, and then I took that. I took the initiative to email all of them. And I got to the fifth company before the second company had emailed me back and was like, actually, by a fluke of nature, we are looking for an intern. Would you send me your clips? And clips in, in for writing, a clip means, you know, your work. So I sent him some of my work and he liked it and that's something you really can't fake like mm-hmm. like if i didn't have a good writing sample like you know i wouldn't have gotten an internship but yeah, i can like tell you designer having a portfolio or something yeah but like the really the first step is just to be like you know ceaseless and trying to contact someone and if you don't hear back a million times just keep trying so 
So yeah, be really, really fucking talented and handsome. Yeah. Try it's, to get all of your, <laughs> try to get all of your friends to. So after you. after all that, um, basically what we're taking from this is just to be talented and handsome. Well, get all your friends to endorse you for peanut butter. Yeah, actually, that would help. If you want to go to Jif. I mean, Giffy. (laughs) (laughs) Little joke for those that know those movable pictures. Little tech joke. Cat Jifs. Next question. Uh, Salvatore Orico says, do you guys like to say YOLO? No. NOLO. (laughs) It just means, like, New Orleans. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, no, but I like to say no FOMO. FOMO Actually, is a good one. I like FOMO. There is... <laughs> For I have, anyone out there that doesn't know FOMO, it is fear of missing out. I thought it was fear of missing Arika. Well, I do miss Arika. <laughs> that question is just gone. Um, <laughs> actually, YOLO, I think, is very important, and I think it sucks that it's become a pop culture Tumblr like meme Drake because I um like I had a short story that I wrote that was about this time that my dad was standing on a on a bridge and I made the short story sound like he was killing himself which he clearly wasn't doing because my dad's boss dot net um but he looked at me and he I was like really scared for him and this is true I was like really scared for him and he was like Nick like understand like, you only live once. And then he did a backflip off this, like, pretty high bridge. And he had so much more courage as, like, an old man with children. I mean, not, like, old, but, you know, like, an older man with children than I had at, like, you know, 18. And I always remembered that as, that's actually what he said to me. Like, you only live once. And it wasn't, like, a, it wasn't YOLO. It was just a term that, like, really resonated with me. And I kind of... Like, now I've changed that into being something that's not, like, YOLO. It's, but it's it's the yeah. same principle. Like, Well, YOLO is basically the 2011 version of Carpe Diem. And Carpe Diem is amazing. Like, I, that's a thing that I think people really should reflect on, and it sucks that Carpe Diem now is, like, sort of like a, like, that's a shitty little goof. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> that's a spoof and a goop. We've basically gone. From, we ruin terms. That's what we do. We've basically gone from dead poet society to Drake. More like dead broet society. <laughs> that one's exactly. on me. So, um, I guess the the answer is that no, I don't like YOLO, but I actually really do respect and I reflect. <laughs> rhyme unintentional. Um, respect. Respect on. On the idea that you only live once. Like, that actually matters to me. And, like, yeah. um, you know, as as a Christian, it matters probably less than somebody who, like, I, I, well, not to get into all of that, but, like, I still think, like, it really matters that, like, you could be courageous and brave and be the person that you want to be, but, like, sometimes you're going to have to do a backflip off a bridge or you're going to have to talk to a cute girl in a bar or you're going to have to, like, tell someone to shove it. And, like, right. like that's actually an important, like, principle that right. people should know. Go back and jump out of an airplane again after the last time you did it. You broke your nose and almost fell out of your harness. Well, so, yeah. In yeah. the sense that... Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. Which, by the time this comes out, it will have been, that's what I'm doing last week rest in peace Fletcher Massey (laughs) he was a good he was a good member of our Uh, podcast so episode 4 is actually gonna be my eulogy so (laughs) 
We better learn your middle names. Uh, what are those? My middle name would be Fletcher. What? Oh, What's your right. first name? <laughs> I forgot. Mork? My first name is Ronald. If you is it really? Know. Ronnie? Ronnie. Ronnie Fletch. Dude. Okay, well, when you freaking run for president of Mars, I hope that you'll be Ronald Massey. Ronald yeah. F. Massey? Oh, President Massey. Strong. How about R. Fletcher Massey? Ron no. F. Massey. I prefer no. Ron. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Somebody who was probably well, you probably weren't named after Ronald Reagan. I, I was not. I would. But like for a him. a conservative guy, you think you would embrace the line item veto? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or or the the Star Wars, um, whatever Ronald Reagan. The lasers and oh oh yeah Star, Star Star Wars as in not the movie he wanted to have the satellites that shot down yes wow. yeah yes. okay that would be the this means movie. nothing to you because well, well maybe it means something well to you. it would have because the lasers surely would have covered South Africa they would have they would have pretty sad would have been the first to go <laughs> they would have taken you guys out just <laughs> oh, to man. prove a point I just know I just know um just kidding I love America. <laughs> um, YOLO, I I like it in the sense that it means do not miss out on opportunities because they'll only come up one time. But it's the term has strangely become uh, synonymous with go ahead and make bad decisions. Yeah, and you know uh, there was a funny uh, Lonely Island video where they took it pretty far in the opposite okay. Everyone direction. Everyone knows about this video at this point. <laughs> right. Where uh, where they ended up by the end of the video saying, you know, sorts of things like, you only live once, so you need to be, like, extremely paranoid. And, like, uh, they ended up changing the phrase to, you ought to look out. Um, <laughs> and But in some sense, that's kind of like, if you really took to heart the fact that you only get one shot at this life, like, would you do a bunch of stupid things? Or would you, like do brave things that had the potential to like improve the quality of the rest of your life not like would you make poor decisions like would you make big mistakes intentionally because you don't care about your life it shouldn't mean stop caring about your life it should mean make it count and uh so yeah in that sense i think i uh know what you mean nick about taking the actual phrase real uh seriously although not the kind of pop culture meaning it has right now yeah, so there you have it. <laughs> so I right know that's not what you were looking for, but seriously, if you only live once, do not miss your chance to blow. <laughs> Listen, this I'm, opportunity comes once in a like lifetime. Once yo. in a lifetime. YOLO. What's the next question? Uh, we had Jensen Luther. Ask, Jay Luth. Fletcher, are you going to rule Mars from Earth, or are you planning on emigrating? Uh oh. So uh, this goes back to something that we talked about in uh, episode two. That now it's actually my aspiration to be the president of Mars. Drink few beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was for my victory party. And um, so the background of this is that a company actually is setting up a trip to Mars. You can apply online right now. Seventy-eight thousand people have already applied to it, and essentially. They're going to send people to Mars and set up a reality TV show of like what life is like for the 20 people that they send. However, the catch is 
is that they at this moment don't have any plans of returning from Mars. So applying for this position is essentially stating that you're okay with taking a one-way trip and dying on Mars, which I honestly think would be would be pretty rad. I mean, you know, maybe in a hundred years it won't even matter and we'll have colonized the moon and Mars anyway and everyone will be like, oh cool, there were people that, that were on Mars at one point. But, you know, maybe I could write myself into the history books and be the first president of Mars and I think I'd do it. I would, I would definitely immigrate. I'd get my visa and everything. Wow. I'll probably almost be like if I went to South Africa, right? Well, yeah. Especially if you uh, lost your passport. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we have time for one more question. Make it a good one. Do we have a question? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we have time for no more questions. So, Dean, ask us a question. Um, can you pass me that PBR, please? Well, you just opened it, bro. Oh, it was a I'm joke. I'm from in front of me. I mean, he didn't. This podcast brought to you by Pat's Blue Ribbon. The Rolling Rock of PBRs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay, well, you know what? That's it for this week, I guess. <laughs> That's it for next week, actually. Okay, so to recap, our challenge this week is to steal as many tweets as possible get as many well it's the winner what the winner is the strategically steal tweets to get as many followers as possible not necessarily steal as many tweets as possible i don't like followers as the angle i like retweets as the angle divided by 10 for you know you to me and divided by eight or whatever Steal tweets, look, and, and try to get interactions. At this from point, it. we can say successfully steal tweets. Yeah, you're and, right. And, you know, we can work out the metrics on how we want to see who won. I would say successfully week. stealing tweets is going to be fairly easy because you're just going to steal it. Yeah, but right. the thing is, because successfully sticking stickers in lower hate would have been easy and I didn't do it. So this time next week, the winner will have stolen the most tweets. <laughs> That's the answer. Just steal a lot of tweets. But anyone could do that in like an hour. I'm right? already like on it. It wouldn't necessarily I'm be good. Them. I'm stealing. Yeah, Sorry. sure. Anyone could, but we're not going <laughs> to. <laughs> we're clearly not going to tweet a hundred times in seven days. Challenge right prize. Well, the prize is... And you'll find out next week. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. If you guys have questions, you guys have ideas, you guys have a social network that you want us to talk about, let us know um, at the only tweets or the only podcast in the world.tumblr.com. There are a lot of ways to follow us. Um, so just, you know, if you really want to know about them, just follow me at Nick Vargas. <laughs> <laughs> or me at Dean Casalina. But especially me at Fletcher Massey. Uh, yeah, until next week, this has been the only podcast in the world. See you later, dorks. <laughs>